Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong moms, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. I'm going to start this episode off by just giving you guys a little update. If you've been following along with my breast implant journey and this X planning, I am getting these bad boys out in two weeks. And there's been a couple of things that have changed. Just wanted to give you an update. Um, Last week, I had to get off all my natural supplements that I've been using to manage my symptoms, um, things that I've been taking to help boost my immune system, uh, balance out my hormones, um, and decrease inflammation, and just kind of overall detoxing. I've been, I had to get off all those things because of surgery. You know, there's certain vitamins and things they told me not to take. So just as a precaution, I decided, okay, I'm just going to stop taking everything, right, just to be safe. Well, I did not realize how much that those supplements were helping my body to function. I have been getting extreme fatigue. I do not. It's it's really hard to get out of bed, guys, right now. Uh, and just to be completely honest, the past couple of months, I've been surviving off caffeine. If you see me in the gym, I usually have a pre-workout drink um, in the mornings. And that's on top of like coffee in the morning. Like it's and I'm not that's just not me. But I just refuse to not carry on my daily life. And that's another thing I decided that I'm going to start sharing more of my journey on um, Instagram stories. So if you're not following me there, my handle is mom is new strong. Because the reason being is I'm not one to really talk about my health issues. For one, I am supposed to be an advocate of health. But for two, to be completely honest, when people complain about health issues, um, it kind of strikes a nerve with me. And the reason being is because a lot of I know from personal experiences, a lot of these things that you can do on your own, like you can improve things on your own and complaining. I just I strongly believe complaining doesn't solve anything. But at this part in my journey, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to come out. I'm going to say what's, you know, I've been struggling with. A lot of people, I don't really talk about it. I just kind of, like I said, I get by. I do think I'll do whatever it's going to take to at least kind of function in a normal way. But this has really been affecting my life for the past, this in 2019. It's kind of started the year before that. Um, and it's just like these little things that slowly added up over time. And it's getting to the point where this year it's just started affecting my life. And that's when I really started digging deeper into finding reasons why, you know, especially when my blood work comes back just fine. And the doctor's telling me nothing's wrong with me besides trying to give me antidepressants thinking, okay, this is like to that point. It's like I had a question like, is this really all in my head? Because I am somebody that has struggled with depression. But like, no, I've done the internal work I've done. I've, I've done so much over the years to overcome those kinds of things 
things like that's not it there's something going on and I kept telling my husband like something feels so out of like I my body just feels out of whack like something's not right and I even kept a lot of things from him like last year when I'd be feeling things because like I said to me it's like complaining doesn't help and solve anything so why am I gonna sit here and complain about things so when I did bring it up to him this year and I thought okay maybe this is my breast implants at first he was like whoa whoa, what are you talking about like you're probably just feeling sick you're probably gonna get over it and I'm like no you don't understand I've been dealing with these things it's just getting worse I just haven't told you um and you know it all kind of also started like with exactly feeling like I'm getting sick you know and it's like last year it was like you know once a month I'd feel like I'm coming down with something I remember always telling my husband like hey I think I'm getting sick you know I feel like I'm getting sick I'm having a throbbing headache I feel like my muscle I feel fatigue I my must like I just my body aches you know and then and um and I'm feeling sick and then I started including nausea too but then I'd feel better the next day and then this year now it's like there's times where it's happening multiple times a week and I'm like what is going on and when that happened, then I started really um, looking into supplements that to like help my immune system to boost my immune system and my hormones. And when I did that, it's like things kind of got better and it helped. And then I like I said, when I got off the, all those things last week, I realized, oh, shit, like that stuff was really helping me. I forgot how bad I was feeling. So it kind of got me through. So I'm just at this point, I'm just anxious for these two weeks and I want to I'm going to be like completely transparent like I'm hoping I'm really really hoping a lot of my issues are going to go away and I am hopeful based on other women's journeys and and befores and afters that have been shared with me um if you want to learn more about this there's a group I highly recommend on Facebook it's called Breastplant Illness and Healing by Nicole and there's 70,000 women in there and counting um that a lot of them have already gone explant and gone through this and have shared their before and afters a lot of women that have the same symptoms as me and you know there's only one way for me to find out if this is what it is is to get these things out and at this point I've already dissociated myself with them like before I used to see these as a part of my body like I loved them I didn't I hardly I forgot I even had implants like they were just a part of me and now I don't see them like that like I don't see them as part of me like they kind of are starting to become awkward to me in a sense and I'm just noticing them more so in my mind I'm already making that dissociation like these aren't me these I don't want these things in me so that's I think that's going to help me too um when I am going to recovery because it is going to be a big change and it's gonna I'm gonna look a lot different like and but I'm okay with that right this is me coming back to myself in full love so um I'm gonna keep you guys updated like I said May 22nd is my explant date just I'm gonna hope I can get through these next two weeks because like I said it is taking me all I got to get out of bed um and I love my morning routine guys I love getting up I love getting up before my kids having my me time and I can't right now I like I can't get myself out of bed I tried on Monday and I ended up like just going back to bed because I was so tired I just can't even think so I went back to bed and then also my workouts too guys like I didn't even go lift weights yesterday because I felt like complete crap um so I'm just going to try to get through these two weeks and hopefully when I'm on the lighter side, everything else will get better. And I'll be completely honest with you guys about what gets better and what what doesn't. So after explant, um, like I said, I'm going to be trying to share things through Insta stories. And then once I feel better after explant, I'm going to do a podcast for sure on everything like the whole experience, what kind of differences if I'm noticing anything. I do realize I might have to go through a detox period because I do have heavy metals. I did a test. I have heavy metals and some of them are associated with um, 
heavy metals that are in my implants and this is based off things from like the FDA this is based off the information actual information from mentor which is who I have my implants with so it's not like some random shit I've been getting off the internet like I've been doing my research a lot on this stuff but anyways um you know, stay tuned for that. And let's go ahead and dive into the episode. And I want to thank you guys for those of you that are following me through this journey and being supportive. And especially those that have messaged me and said that I have made an impact on your decision. Like you have no idea how much that means to me. And it's really hard for me on a side note to share this journey, not fully knowing what to expect after explant, not fully knowing like if this is the answer or not. And for you guys to have that much faith in me means a lot. And I feel like I owe it back to to everyone to be completely honest and share my journey not downplay anything but not upplay anything either so that way you know it, it might help somebody and if it helps somebody like you know just kind of like me I feel like I'm paying it forward because it was just one post that I saw on Instagram that helped me to dive deeper to do my re- own research to come to my own conclusions and you know the only way that we're going to share this message and make other women aware is if I say something <laughs> I just wanted to sincerely thank you um, for those of you that have been really supportive on this journey. So like I said, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Let's talk about why weightlifting is better for fat loss than cardio. God's ready for this. And this is inspired by last week's Facebook Live in my Facebook group. If you're not in there, it's called um, just go to uh, Facebook dot com slash group slash mom is the new strong club you'll find the group and I had asked women if they wanted to learn about how um how what how like strength training can help you get tone like how do you strength train to get tone what does that mean we know we kind of talked about that and somebody asked a question that I thought was like brilliant and I was already going to talk about it but it's just like solidified that it was like something that people wanted to know about and it was like okay well I'm trying to lose weight when do I focus on weightlifting, you know, because I don't want to be like flabby skinny, which I loved that term. I usually say skinny fat and I hate the way that sounds. So I'm going to start saying flabby skinny. <laughs> this sounds a lot better. Um, not much better, but you know, not, I, I just don't like the word fat. So anyway, so skinny flabby, like when do I put in strength training? How does that work with weight loss? Because right now I'm trying to just focus on weight loss. And I'm like, this is perfect. So this is what inspired today's topic, which is why weightlifting is better for fat loss than cardio. So I hope if you are, and this is guys, if you're not trying to lose weight, if you're just trying to strength train, um, you know, which I feel like everybody's always kind of working on fat loss because like me, I'm, I'm at a healthy weight. I like my weight, but you know, there's sometimes I get in a groove where I want to focus on fat loss. Hey, I want to make my abs, you know, more defined, whatever, you know, I think this is something that would be helpful and everybody can relate to, but especially those of you that are trying to lose 10 plus pounds, you know, if you're in that realm where you're like, man, I really want to lose weight, but I also want to be toned too. How does this work together right there's that there's that misconnection disconnection like we need to work on weight loss first and then we need to work on strength training when really it's one and the same and I'm going to share that with you today and if you want to take it a step further I suggest you go into that Facebook group watch my weekly live and I talk about how to lift weights for getting toned right and what does tone really mean which I had kind of talked about that already in one of the podcasts um, but really like, how do we ap- apply this? Like, how do we apply weightlifting for getting tone for weight loss? Like, how should I be doing that? Because 
there's better ways than what a lot of women are doing if you're somebody that's going to the gym and you're you're basically essentially doing circuit training with weights you're doing light weights for a lot of reps that is not going to stimulate what you need it's not going to stimulate that you're telling your body that you need to grow muscle like it's just it's not enough stimulation so um, and it could be at first, if you're somebody that just started lifting weights, like you might get a little results, but you could get results even faster. And those results are going to be short lived. That circuit training is going to be short lived. So you really want to know how to lift weights to get that result. All right. So that would be in that Facebook live, but let's go ahead and dive into the whys, right? So today we're going to talk about whys and we all know that weightlifting is necessary for getting toned or gaining muscle. But did you know that weightlifting is actually better for fat loss, right? It's better than fat loss than cardio. I'm not saying cardio isn't beneficial. What I'm saying is that weightlifting, aka strength training, should be your number one priority when it comes to exercise, when trying to get fit or lose weight. And if you want to throw some cardio in there to help accelerate your results, you can, but it should never be your main focus, should never be that main, um, you know, focus. And then we should also keep it in perspective too, as well. There are three things that we are going to discuss today that proves my point and also proves that you should be careful with the amount of cardio that you do. And there is such thing as too much cardio. Yes, if you are trying to lose weight, there is such a thing as doing too much cardio. So, Also stick around to the end and I'm going to also share with you what kind of cardio is best to pair with weightlifting that will actually accelerate fat loss, burn more calories in half the amount of time than other forms of cardio like jogging, getting on that treadmill, things like that. And also this kind of cardio that I'm going to share with you at the end has a less chance of affecting your muscle gains in a negative way. So all really great stuff. So I'm not saying today, just to (laughs) kind of go back, that cardio is bad. I just say it has its place and we need to do it correctly and we don't need to overdo it. Not more, it's better. It's not going to give you faster results, I promise. You know, just be doing more cardio. So you, first thing we're going to talk about is you burn more calories with lifting, lifting weights. Yes, you heard me right. You burn more calories with lifting weights. And you're probably thinking, Jessica, that doesn't make any sense because my Fitbit says otherwise, right? You're like, when I go into a cardio session for 40, 45 minutes, I'm burning way more calories than when I'm lifting weights for 45 minutes. And the truth is that in that point in time, you are, right? Like your watch is not really lying to you, but what you don't realize is what happens after the weightlifting session. So when you are doing cardio, after that cardio session, when you're doing that jogging steady state cardio, that's the kind of cardio we're talking about today too, guys. It's that steady state cardio where your heart rate stays elevated about the same level, you know, just very steady. Then your calorie burning ends once that cardio session ends, right? That's it. But with strength training, it's different. And the reason being is because your muscles have to recover. You're, it's a lot on your body to do strength training. And you're and because of that, because your body's having to repair itself, it is going to need more energy. It actually boosts your metabolism. So your metabolism is boosted up to 48 hours after a weightlifting session because it's trying to repair itself. So you're actually burning more calories in the long run when you're actually strength training versus cardio. But the thing is, a lot of us don't understand the process of what happens afterwards. So we're just looking at our Fitbits thinking, oh, but I'm burning more calories during cardio. So obviously this is better for weight loss. And I'm going to throw something else in there 
that you might not have realized, but, oh, you know what? I'm not going to say it yet because I just realized that's, <laughs> that's a part of, that's number three and I'm going to be like, state it too early. Um, so I'm going to leave it to number three. But yes, you burn more calories with weightlifting. So number two, weightlifting increases your metabolism and cardio can actually decrease your metabolism. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Let me unpack this for you. Weightlifting increases your metabolism. Point in being, like we talked about, when you do a weightlifting session up to 48 hours afterwards, your metabolism is boosted. Your metabolism is basically the energy it takes for your body to function, right? So if your body is working on repairing itself, right, after you did the cardio, I mean, the weightlifting session, of course, your metabolism is boosted. You're using more energy, correct? So that's one part of it, right? So your metabolism is boosted up to 48 hours afterwards for repair. The second point is, in being, is the more muscle you have, the more your the higher metabolism is because the more calories you burn it takes more for your body to upkeep muscle than it does for fat this is why when women go on a um, really restrictive calorie diet and they do a bunch of cardio a lot of the times and that's the typical way of dieting right a lot of the times what that will do is that will actually your body is not just losing fat, right? Like, so when you get on that scale, when you're doing that type of way of, you know, of uh, losing weight, you're losing a bunch of muscle mass too. And the reason being is because your body is going to prioritize fat storage when it thinks that it's in a famine by you doing that restrictive dieting. And then on top of that, you're doing excessive amounts of cardio. You're stressing your body out. You're acting, activating your body's defense system, which really we don't want, but that's the majority of the time. So it happens when we go about traditional ways of losing weight. And so when that happens, your body is going to actually start using your muscle for your fuel. And not only that, it's thinking, oh gosh, I am in a famine. I need to preserve energy. This muscle is, is energy rich. Like it takes a lot to upkeep this muscle. I'm going to actually use this muscle for energy. So I don't have to upkeep it because that's less calories that I have to, to, that I, I will have to upkeep. Right. So that's another thing. So this is why, hence going back to what this lady asked me in this question, this mom about, you know, when do I focus on strength training? And it's like, you, this is so important of why we need to focus on strength training during weight loss so that this doesn't happen. Because what happens when we start losing a bunch of muscle during the weight loss process, we're not only are we going to look flabby skinny at the end, we're also, um, our metabolism is going to be shot, right? It's going to be what actually, and I say that it's like going to be shot. I say that it's wrecked. It's really not. Your metabolism just becomes very, very, very efficient at using calories, which means that it can run off less calories, which means your metabolism is lower, right? So it's become actually very efficient, but we don't want our metabolism to be super efficient. We want them to be not as efficient in the sense of uh, calorie uh, usage, right? We want our metabolisms to be higher where it just will use a bunch of, well, we need a bunch of calories. And so this is why it's really important to maintain muscle 
or even try to be gaining muscle while you're losing fat. That would be actually ideal. And this is what I call the sweet spot. And it's really easy when you are just getting started to get in a sweet spot where you can lose fat while you gain muscle at the same time. And that is ideal what you want to do. Now, what this means is you're not going to see the scale move as fast, right? There's going to probably be a period of time where you in the beginning might not even see the scale move at all. And some women, it freaks them out, right? If you're strength training for the first time, right, and you're doing it correctly and you're eating right, well, guess what? You're going to be gaining muscle and you're going to be losing body fat at the same time and that can counterbalance on the scale. So that's why it's so important to go by how do I look? How are my clothes fitting? Um, Is my waist going down? If your waist is going down, you're losing fat regardless of if you're not seeing that on the scale. That is a big indication of fat loss. So having these mind uh, healthy mindsets around what does progress look like and not just using the scale as your ultimate form of progress is actually going to help you in the end to do this in a correct way that is going to actually boost your metabolism and you're going to look better. You're not going to look skinny flabby at the end, right? So the next one, the next point I want to talk about, oh, and then, okay, yeah, so I talked about how cardio can actually decrease your metabolism. I don't know if I, maybe I need to make that point a little bit more clear, but So part of why actually cardio can make your metabolism go down is I want you to think about this, you know, if you're in a calorie deficit already and you are just focusing on doing cardio, you're doing a bunch of cardio, you're going to be losing muscle. That's going to make your metabolism go down in itself because of that muscle loss. And not only that, I want you to think about this too, when you're doing a bunch of cardio, you're signaling to your body to focus on endurance and your body doesn't need a muscle for your endurance. If you look at somebody that is a marathon runner, they look completely different from somebody that lifts weights. Their body looks, you know, it looks a little skinny flabby, right? Um, They're not toned at all. Most of them, especially the ones that do the really like do that are really into that stuff. And that is because their body has prioritized not keeping muscle. You got to think about this. If you're doing a bunch of cardio in your body's mind and your body doesn't think it's, it's, um, in its best interest to be having all this heavy muscle around, does it? The less muscle you have, the lighter you would be, the better you would be at endurance. So we got to think about what kind of signal are we sending to our body for what kind of result? And if you're doing a bunch of cardio, you're sending a signal to your body that you really don't need muscle, right? Especially if you're in a calorie deficit. So that's just how your body's going to respond. So let's talk about number three, your body adapts quicker to cardio versus weightlifting, which means you will plateau faster with cardio. Now, once again, we're talking about steady state cardio, we're talking about jogging, we're talking about things that keep your heart rate at a steady pace. Um, Point being is those kinds of things, you will plateau faster because your body adapts a lot better to those kinds of forms of exercise. Now, we have all heard that we got to keep our body we got to do different types of exercise. We got to keep our body guessing. We got to we got to do that whole confusion thing. And that is true in a truth. Your body will adapt to anything. That's why it makes our bodies so amazing is they will adapt to any kind of stimulus we give it. So let me kind of break this down a little bit with cardio. For example, if you're going for a jog, you're jogging 45 minutes, say in the beginning you're, you're burning 300 calories. After so many weeks, that that is going to start slowly going down because your body is getting better. If you notice that jog starts to become easier. So if you want to start burning more calories like you were in the beginning, you're going to have to start jogging further and for longer. And you can, can you see how this kind of fall makes you fall into a trap, right? And then what happens is now your body is going to really adjust to that 
exercise, right? Those those jogs, those that steady state cardio, and it's going to become part of your metabolism. So if you were to cut that stuff out, you would start to gain weight really easily because your body has adjusted it. It's like that. It's 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 part of its metabolism, if that makes sense, right? So that's that's one thing that we need to take into consideration when we're doing those steady state cardio. And I'm not saying to shy away from jogging or if you're trying to do a marathon or things like that, but just realize that's not a season that you are going to be in muscle gain. <laughs> and I've had this happen. I've talked to a woman before who used to lift weights and then she decided she wanted to do a marathon. And, you know, as she got closer through the training or she was like halfway through the training of the marathon, like she was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't like the way I look. I don't, I'm losing my muscle tone. I'm getting more flabby. And she like, we talked about it. I I explained to her why. And she's like, man, like, I don't, I want to quit. And I'm like, okay, now you got to think about it this way. Like you dedicated and decided to do this marathon because for a reason, right? Like you wanted, um, to experience how that felt when you accomplished that. And it, and that's what that means to you. This is more than how you look right now. And just realizing like, this is a season, like you signed up for this, like you can do it. You know, you came this far, just go ahead and see it through. But afterwards, then go back to strength training and you're going to rebuild that muscle pretty quickly because of mem- uh, muscle memory. So that was just like a little side note and story like this, what you do, the kind of stimulus that you give your body is going to dictate how you look. This is why different athletes look different, right? Different type of stimulus on their body. So we, um, so that's how cardio can actually decrease your metabolism. So let's talk about number three. This last point is your body adapts quicker to cardio. Oh, okay. Talking, (laughs) this is just proving my whole thing. I have a, my memory here is, is horrible sometimes. (laughs) Um, we just already talked about that. I'm kind of, okay, now going back to your body adapts quicker to cardio versus weightlifting. Let's go back to that. Sorry, guys. Now you can see like how I kind of get sidetracked. Um, so your body plateaus faster. We kind of, we talked about that. And then I talked, kind of went back and talked about metabolism actually. So anyways, going back to your body adapting quicker to cardio, guys, stick with me, hang in here. (laughs) We will make it through this episode. Um, Weightlifting is different because of the different stimulus it puts on your body and the manipulation of that stimulus. So when you, with weightlifting, it's easier to change the stimulus, right? It's easier to help uh, to keep your body from adapting. So how do you do that? You can change your rep ranges. You can obviously increase the weight. That's the main way of how you do strength training. You progress progressive overload to stimulate and keep progress and to actually keep it not to not plateau, right? So there's different variables when it comes to strength training that we can manipulate to create a different stimulus for your body, right? So you don't plateau because you do have to change things up. You can't go in the gym and think I'm going to lift these 15 pounds for bicep curls forever and this is going to give me it's I'm going to keep growing off of this no you have to progress you have to give your body different stimulus and so that like I said the easiest part one is progressive overload which is increasing the, the weight right that you're lifting you can also play with eventually you're gonna have to play with things like rest periods and rep ranges and things like that to create different stimulus maybe um, changing up your exercises but I'll be completely honest guys I've been weightlifting um, for three years now 
And I would do majority of the same exercises, staple exercises. What I have definitely, I went up in weight. I've definitely done that. But I also play around with rep ranges. I will play around between 3 to 12 to 15 rep ranges, and I kind of stay with that. And sometimes I play around with, um, like, I might do supersets, like back-to-back exercises, or I might um, play around with my rest periods. Like, there's different ways to manipulate your training sessions, not just with um, increasing weight, because there's going to be a time where you're going to kind of reach your max like you can like over time of lifting weights it's those increases in strength like towards weights like increasing your weights gets further and further in between because you start reaching a max so then you have to start finding other ways to kind of stimulate muscle growth in your muscles so um kind of understanding that that weightlifting is just amazing you can continuously progress on that but you have to know what you how to progress and actually have a program that is put together that is going to allow you progress because if you're somebody like I said it's going into the weightlifting you're going to lifting weights and you're doing the same amount of weight you know you're at first you're going to get a benefit from that you're going to see progress but then you're going to plateau when your body becomes adapted to that and with cardio it's just hard to do that like if if you're going for a jog, the only thing you can do to add to change up the stimulus is to just add more jogging, right? To add more time. And and that gets to a point where it's just not sustainable. It's not realistic, right? You know, to kind of build that up unless you're trying to train for a marathon or something, right? But I know if you're listening to this, you are wanting to get toned, you're wanting to look like you're fit, you know, you want to lose the weight, you want to lose the the fat in, in the right places and gain muscle in the other right places so you have curves in the right places, right? And so that's kind of the whole gist of what we're trying to, to focus on. So I told you at the end, I would share with you the kind of cardio that is best to pair with weightlifting that is actually going to increase fat loss and and half the time it's going to help your metabolism. It's going to be muscle friendly, right? All these great stuff. And this kind of cardio is called high intensity interval training, which is also known as HIIT cardio. So what the heck is HIIT cardio? It's high intensity interval training. So what that means is you're going to get your heart rate and you're going to shoot it up really high and then you're going to give yourself a short rest period and then you shoot your heart rate really high. This actually mimics a lot of weightlifting because that's what you're doing in weightlifting, right? Like when you're doing your set you're 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 getting your heart rate up especially if you're doing strength training correctly you're pushing yourself you're challenging yourself you're staying in rep ranges of of 12 or less those are more of muscle building rep ranges um anything like six below is more now you're kind of getting into strength based but for muscle hydro like for building muscle like 12-ish rep ranges, 10-ish, summer 8 to 12 is really good. So that's where you want to stand, stay in and you want to push yourself. You get your heart rate really elevated during that set and then you take a rest break, right? And so your heart rate is constantly going up, then it's coming down, it's going up, it's coming down. And so HIIT training also kind of mimics weightlifting. That's why it's so good also for your metabolism. You know, it's, it's different from the steady state cardio where you're keeping your heart rate at a consistent heart rate the whole time that you're doing something, which will happen if you're going for a job. So this is how you can do hit cardio. You can, I, I know I talk about like, oh, the treadmill and the, like cardio machines and stuff like that, but you can actually do this kind of training on cardio machines. So instead of, and this is also based on studies, like you can burn more calories, you can burn the same amount of calories in half the amount of time when you do hit cardio versus like a steady state jog. So instead of getting on the treadmill for 15 minutes at the gym, you can get on the treadmill for 25 minutes and do a hit session. So what you will do 
visual interval from high intensity to low intensity. So what does that look like? And this is kind of hard because it's going to be different for everybody. So you have to judge yourself that you have to know when I'm doing the hit part of this session, like I am giving it 110%. Like you're giving it all, like your heart rate's going to shoot up, right? It's going to go up. So that's going to look different to different people based on your fitness level. But just to kind of give you overall, just like for an example, you get on the treadmill and you will, for 30 seconds, you will sprint on the treadmill, whatever that looks like for you. Get your heart rate up. And then for, you know, 10 to 20 seconds, you're going to lower that and you're going to do a steady, you're going to do a, a, a jog, right? Kind of regain, recover a little bit. And you're going to go back and forth through that for 20 to 30 minutes. And that's all you need for a hit session because it's very taxing on the body. This is not something you want to be doing all the time. It's very high stress on the body, but the results are really good and it pairs well with strength training it's not going to eat into your muscle as much as say you go for a steady state jog for an hour you know that's now you're signaling to your body to be more adapted to your endurance and we really don't really want that if we're trying to gain muscle right so that's something you can do on any type of cardio machine I prefer um I've, I've been doing hit kind of on the treadmill not the treadmill I'm sorry stair stepper because I kind of have been enjoying that. And then also uh, my normally how I do hit training is pretty intense and I just haven't had much of the energy to do it like that. So usually how I will do a hit training session is I have a timer on my phone. It's a, a interval training timer app thing. You can download it if you want. It's called Tabata, T-A-B-A-T-A. I think I spelled that right. <laughs> but anyways, you can set interval timing on there. Um, so I will set 20, 20 to 30 seconds of exercise and 10 seconds of, of recovery. So I will... Um, I will do things like box jumps. I'll do burpee box jumps. I'll do rope uh, um, cable or battle ropes with jumping, like burpees. I'll be doing all kinds of jumping around crap, like just anything that I can do to like get my heart rate really high in that 20 to 30 seconds. And then 10 seconds goes by really fast. So I'm not doing like an active exercise at that time. Like I said, when you're doing it on the treadmill, you can, um, you know, you do like a light jog. If you really don't have the endurance, you can, or not, not endurance, but like you're not very, um, if you're, I guess like your fitness level, right? You might need to walk, but like what I do when I do my hit training sessions is that 10 seconds, I'm just like catching my breath. Cause I'm like gasping for air. Right. <laughs> and then, and then I'll repeat that and I'll do that for 20, 20 minutes is usually what I'll do. And I recommend, you know, two to three times a week. And that is it. Cause like, it's really hard on your body. Right. So those, uh, so this means, you know, you have more time, you should be focusing on strength training majority of the week. And then you can throw these little section, uh, these little hit cardio sessions in, which you should always be doing your cardio after your strength training. Um, it kind of throw those in to help accelerate, right? Accelerate the fat loss and um, muscle burning. I mean, muscle burning. I mean, calorie burning. Gosh, where's my head right now? Um, to accelerate that. So that's kind of how I would I uh, would suggest approaching cardio for anybody that's trying to lose fat loss. Anybody needs, everybody needs to be focusing on weightlifting, no matter what, where you're at. If you want to be fit, if you want to look toned, there you go. You need to focus on weightlifting and cardio has its place. And, you know, depending on your type, body type, or if you are close to your goal weight, you don't even really need to do cardio unless you like it. Like I go months without doing cardio. Um, cardio is not really my favorite. I do like it once I start doing it because it's like it, it helps me like I feel better when I do it. Um, 
but if I do it too much, I know it because then I get really hungry. I get a lot of cravings and I just get a lot more tired. And so I know my limit with cardio. Like I can't do a bunch of cardio. Uh, it just has a very negative effect on me. Um, and I know a lot of women that it does do that too. It makes them have intense like hunger cravings and things like that. So if you're somebody that's doing really intense cardio or you're doing cardio every day and you're still struggling with like a lot of cravings, but you're in your, but you know, your nutrition's on point, then that might be something that you really need to look into. Um, let's see, what else do I want to share with you guys? Man, we are almost coming up on an hour. I think this is my longest podcast, but it's a lot because I spent like 20 minutes um, sharing with you kind of an update on my breast implants. Um, that is it. I also want to, like I said, just, um, suggest going and listening to that Facebook live I did in the Facebook group this past weekend about strength training. Cause I actually go in more to like, how does it feel to lift weights for, um, gating muscle and toning? What does that feel like? What does that look like? How do I know if I'm doing it correctly? Like what are the rep ranges? How is the rest? Like I go into more of that and I explain a little bit more too as well. So you would probably find that really helpful. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and yeah, so I think that is it for this show and I'll keep you guys updated and I'll see you in the next show. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Strong Podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to mamasthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.